Imagine yourself sitting alone in your car. Suddenly, you are approached by two young children asking for a ride. Though you can't put your finger on it, something seems off. As your anxiety rises, the children look up, and you find yourself staring into solid black eyes. You're listening to the Mysterious Bruce Podcast, and tonight we bring you the case of the black-eyed children. Welcome to a deep, dark, dank, moist basement. Damn fucking cold. It's a little chilly now. Yeah, we had that one week of fall. Yep. <laughs> now it's full-blown winter. It was 44 degrees this morning when I walked to my truck. When I got to work, it was 34. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. Welcome to Georgia, boys. <laughs> if you don't like the weather, close your eyes. It'll change. Whew. It's that's been what, one of them weeks, Coach. Get some yeah. snow, man. That's what I'm that's hoping. That's what they're saying Tuesday. Oh, there's as, as as an educator, you can agree with me that there are no two better words in the English language put together. Snow day. Than the two words of snow day. I don't know who's the only more that, disappointed when it's not a snow day, the teachers or the kids. That, there's nothing better than a snow day other than when they announce the snow day the night before. Oh, yeah, because then you're like, and you still, oh, I, I don't have to get up. You still got time to go to the store to get you some, you know, provisions. A 12-pack of provisions. Lovely, <laughs> lovely. So. Well, all right, man. Uh, we're back. We took a week hiatus because of me. I'm back from Kansas City and competing. He did quite a awesome job. Ugh, not too He bad. retraced BTK steps. And, <laughs> I'm just joking. Was it? He was in Park City, Kansas. Oh, okay. Well, I did go to the President Hotel, which we may have to do that case, the uh, the room 1046. Gets a little fucked up. Owen, uh, I forgot his name. But anyway, look up room 1046. Crazy case. Roland T. Owen, that's the guy. That's it, yeah. But, uh... Yeah, we checked that out. That was pretty cool. They, uh, they, they, that room, quote unquote, doesn't exist according to the people that work there. But off the record, they're like, yeah, it's that one that we don't use. Yeah, <laughs> it's that one that nobody wants yeah. to stay in. It's the one where uh, it's painted white and doesn't have a number on it anymore. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, what are we drinking this week's brew of the week? Is Monday Night Brewing's Space Lettuce. It is a double IPA brewed with a plethora of flaked wheat. It's dry hopped three separate times using Citra, Mosaic, you can say you cannot, Simico, Mandarin Bavaria, and Columbus hops. You can tell you're reading that because you used the word plethora. Right? You're right. I do like the word plethora, but it, you're right. It was it's not on, in your normal vocabulary. It's not in my, not, my repertoire. It's not in your normal vocabulary, man. But it is a double IPA. It's a little on the dry side. But, again, Monday night does not disappoint. They, The only thing I have had from them that I don't care for, but obviously a lot of people do, is their Scotch Ale. I'm not and a Scotch ale guy. I'm not a Scotch ale guy either. I'm not a Scotch guy either. So no, I think no. that has a lot to do with it. Probably, but yeah. I'm and I love how like my dad's generation's always like, "It's Scotch is an acquired taste." No, it's shit. 
<laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's been a long time since I've had scotch, but... Give me a good bourbon, and I'll be fine. Oh, yeah. Bourbon is definitely the um, the Cadillac of liquors, man. Yeah. Kentuck- I'm just... Them Kentuckians know what they're doing. Yeah. Take some white oak and some corn. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. All right. Like Coach alluded to in the opening, we are tackling the crazy... It's a little bit different of a of a case for us. I mean, story. People, people, I'm sure, have heard of them, but... This isn't just one case we're going to run through. This is more of a, it's a um, more of a generalized topic rather than a specific case. We're going to mention several encounters with these specific creatures, and we're going to decide whether or not we think they're real. That's right. Dun, dun, dun. And this really all starts with one man. Well, and he, well, and I wouldn't say starts. I, he's, I guess, the first story that went. Viral, Viral. Yeah. yeah. And his story that really reignited his story, because he published his story in the Abilene Reporter News when he was just a beat reporter. But the Destination America channels, Mysteries, Monsters, and something. I can't remember the title of that show. But anyway, they had a, a specific segment on black-eyed kids and they found his article invited him over and uh got him to talk about it yeah pretty neat little little scenario there he in 1998 he um was going to well i don't know if it was 1998 it was reported in 1998 right but i think it actually happened in 96 yeah i think so too because uh I was in high school in 98, and I was in middle school when he was trying to see this movie that the, the children were going to see Mortal Kombat. So, um, Brian Bethel, sitting in his car, writing a check in Abilene, Texas. Two children approach his car. They are asking to go to their mom's house to re- re- uh, retrieve money so they can go see Mortal Kombat. Which, if you're an alien species or a demon from hell... You want to go see Mortal Kombat. You're really going to go see Mortal Kombat? I mean, come on. I mean... Yeah, he states that he was actually not paying attention, and he was writing a check to his internet service provider at the time. He was trying to pay his bill, so he didn't see... You know, he was concentrating on that, and all of a sudden... Internet? 96? That's what it says. In Texas? That's what it said. That's what it said. That's what the man said now. I don't know says, I had gone down to the former site of Camelot Communications, one of the area's original internet providers, to pay my bill. There you go. Dial up AOL, baby. Yep. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, he's... Well, you're going to have that shit. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> so he's sitting there, writing a check, and he hears on his window. Let me just explain to you. If it was broad daylight and I'm engrossed in writing a check, somebody knocks on my window, I'm going to shit myself because it startles you. But this is the dead of night. He's using the marquee lights from a theater to see. Yeah. And he turns and yeah, sees. I'm not, not even just startle you, man. I'm telling you, like, unfortunately, I am a, I, well, I'm a big gentleman. I'm a big man. I do jiu-jitsu. I compete all over the country. and But... When you scare me, I scream like a damn girl. Yeah, me and too. Like, if, <laughs> if you startle me, if the black, ah! if the no, I, yeah, like a like a like a small 
dainty woman. I, it's, it's, it's terrible. I can't help it. So the black-eyed kids, if they ever approach my car and startle me, they'll probably just walk away. Cause They're like, oh, no. Nah. <laughs> nah, we ain't taking them. This, this soul ain't worthy. <laughs> he had stated in his original article, he thought that the two were anywhere between 9 and 12, and they were dressed in hooded pullovers before hoodies were the cool thing to have. Well, when were hoodies not the cool thing to have? Well, there was an area back in I've that. I've always had a hoodie. Well, I've always had a hoodie, too. But well, it there was, you go. And we're it wasn't like called the, hoodies back then, buddy. Like they were the, just hooded sweatshirts. We're like the coolest dudes around, man. And, and here's what I love about Tangent. I love how my son now is like, you seen my sweater? I've never bought you a sweater. Man, what the fuck is a sweater? <laughs> oh, you mean your sweatshirt that's got a fucking hood on it. Oh. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, your hoodie? <laughs> Like, no, Dad, that's a sweater. No, no it's not. No, I will go buy not. you a V-neck sweater, and you can rock it. Oh, you want a sweater? We'll With some penny loafers. Tight roll them pants. <laughs> God dang, you are old. I, oh, I forget how old you are. Thanks, buddy. I you appreciate that. old man. The way you put it, I mean, I got one foot in the grave and one waiting on the damn <laughs> Social Security check. Well. But anyway, back to the case, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> So he cracks his window just a little bit, and he's thinking they're about to ask me for some money or something like that, and he says immediately he's gripped with this soul-wrenching fear, and he had no idea why. And this will be an underlying current in most of these stories. So I'm a firm believer in your instincts, man. If you... if if your instincts tell you something's bad, something's wrong, you really, you really need to trust it. And if that, if if an overwhelming feeling of fear comes over you, there's a reason for it. So trust that. And I don't, we're going to go on a tangent again. This happened to me one time when I was a child. We stopped at a convenience store on the way back from Douglasville. And uh, my mom goes inside to pay for the gas. I'm just sitting in the car. And there's a man in a van pumping gas and when he looked at me I cannot describe the feeling of fear that came over me but I looked at this man I promise you he killed somebody promise you but was it a white man many years later no it was like a it was I don't even remember but many, Uncle Rico many years later something like yeah something like that yeah from Napoleon Dynamite yeah something like that Many years later, I'm watching a documentary called The Iceman and the Psychiatrist. And Richard, the Iceman Kuklinski, describes about one time when he was in Georgia, and there was a road rage incident, and he murdered three people on the road. Guess what he was driving? A van. A fucking van. Was it? Did you see the Iceman? I'm convinced I did, because the man I saw had, did have a beard. He was a heavyset man with, with bald. His, he, was, he was a brown beard at the time. And he was balding. I'm convinced that I saw That's Richard Klinsky and my my spidey senses went off. I have never, ever had more of a irrational fear of somebody that I didn't know. It's, it's, that was the only time it ever happened. It's never happened again. But the moment I looked at that man, I was fucking terrified. Well, I know a lot of people, when you we talk about true crime and stuff like that it's called a mother's tu- intuition when they know there's a moment in time when they can't get in touch with their child that mm-hmm. they know they just know. it's a gut-wrenching feeling that they know something's not mm-hmm. right and going back to the case he says that there's out of these two boys there was one 
that he's going to call the spokesman. And the other one, it just kind of stands in the background. The spokesman, he said, was kind of suave. He was olive-skinned, curly-headed young man. The other one that stood in the background was a red-headed, pale-skinned, freckled young man. He said the spokesman basically told him that he, him and his friend needed a ride because they were going to see the movie, like you said, Mortal Kombat, but they had left their money at their mother's house and asked, can you give us a ride? He said that's plausible enough, but all throughout his this conversation, he said that that irrational fear kept growing, kept mm-hmm. growing, kept growing, and he said that he had no reason to be frightened of them, but he was terrified of them. He said that after a little bit more conversation between the spokesman and himself, that he glanced up at the theater marquee down at his clock in his car. And he said that on the marquee, the last show of the night for Mortal Kombat had already started. And by the time that he could have driven the boys anywhere and back, the movie would practically have been over and the theater would have been closed. Mm-hmm. He said the, time, the whole time that he's these thoughts are going through his head that the kid keeps saying, it won't take long, we're just two little kids. I don't have a gun what? or anything. And he said that part was the most unnerving of the whole conversation. Would it be less unnerving if uh, he said he did have a gun? <laughs> I don't know. That's still <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Anyway, he said that he had noticed that unintentionally that his hands started moving towards the door lock. And he said that he pulls it away a little too violently and broke gr- broke his gaze with the spokesman. And he said that something, when he broke the gaze, happened in his mind. And he said he come just an all-consuming fear, you know, body tingling, sweats, all of that. He said, and both of them stared at him with those coal black eyes. That's scary. It is. He said that he's freaking out inside. He's trying to appear calm. He's trying to appear sane. He said that he apologized to the kids. He made whatever excuses came to his mind. All of them designed to get him the hell out of there and fast. He said now the fear is almost like choking him. He It's hard for him to swallow. And he said that he feels like he's about to have a nervous breakdown. And then this is one of the underlying currents of all these stories. He said that the boy looked, the boy looked at him with confusion and banged sharply on his window as he's rolling it up. And he said that the boy's words were full of anger and said, we can't come in unless you tell us it's okay. Let us in. And he said that it's at that time, he said he just... Deuces. Yep, floors it. He said, I'm lucky I didn't sideswipe cars in the parking lot. He said, I'm not looking back. He said, as soon as he's peeling out, he glances up in the rearview mirror thinking they're going to be chasing him. He said, and there's no one in the parking lot. They were gone. And the fact that he reports this 
he he writes a report and publishes it in the newspaper gives credence to it because he knows his reputation's on the line he's not just going to fabricate something like this and allow people to criticize him and heck you people think you're crazy you could possibly lose your job you could you know you're in the public eye like that people lose confidence in you they're not you know and so but he risked all that to report what he saw so to me that gives a little credence to the event actually happening maybe he misinterpreted maybe he you know maybe it wasn't exactly how he remembers it but i'm saying something happened he said that basically he had written this story down shared it with a little bit of his close friends and then published it and then it just took off like you said in 98's when it really took off and then he sa- he states that he's Still listed in the phone book. He doesn't try to hide his identity, and he still gets calls. He still gets emails. He even had a Korean television show call him for a New Year's Eve special on Black Eyed Kids. And so he's kind of just embraced it. And I guess that's something that you would have to do. If you're going to put it out there, you're just going to have to take, you know, yeah, be not real nonchalant where you come off as I faked it but come off as in yeah that's what happened I I don't I don't mind talking about it but in almost every single report of these there is the the same MO with the kids so they're almost always described the same exact way they're children between the ages of 6 and 16 mostly boys they have very pale skin their eyes are completely black there's no cornea, there's no iris, there's no, what, uh, I can't remember the other, there's three parts to the eye, I can't yeah. remember. But it's basically soulless. Yeah, just like, so like eight balls without yeah. the number, just solid black eyes. Um, they wear out of date or strange clothing. And even though it's the black eyes that make them look very strange, it's not really their appearance that frightens people. It's just a Feel, overall feeling of terror that overtakes the people. It's not necessarily what they look like. It's not necessarily what they say. It is just a presence. Yeah, and he he states at the end of this article that I've referenced, and we'll put this link on our social media pages, he states, he said, do I expect you to believe me blindly? Of course not. I might not believe it myself if I heard such a story from someone else. What did I see? Your guess is literally as good as anyone. He said, I've had everything from vampires to demons to ghosts to aliens to somewhat detailed hallucinations poised as possibilities, but I can't say for certain. He said, I do feel like I can say with authority this was back in the day when freaky cold black contacts weren't widely available to a couple of kids in Abilene, Texas. <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of hot topics around Abilene, no. you know what I'm saying? And he said there wasn't even a enough time to put this in to play if if it was what he felt like was a hoax. Yeah. He said that he goes back to breaking the spokesman's gaze. He said, will I ever know for certain what it was? Probably not. Do I ever care to see them again? Absolutely hell knows what yeah. he said. So, yeah, almost every reported sighting with, of the children, also, they, they are asking for something. They typically show up when you are alone, at your house or in a car, but 
they always ask for something. They ask to go inside. They ask for a ride. They ask you for something. But there, not one single solitary story out there of what happens if you say yes to the children. If they say, can we come inside? And you say yes. There's no reports about what happens there. Now, Reddit's got a couple of threads, and I didn't click on them because they're all videos, and I didn't, I'm pretty sure the school system I work for would not like for me to watch these kind of videos on their dime. But there are supposedly, and I've not watched them, so I can't say for certain, but supposedly there are tales of people that have let a couple of them in, and they have suffered radiation poisoning. Really, and that's un. I like I, you know, I'm just putting that out there right now because I did not well, research. What happened? What happened when they let them in? That's what I'm curious. Missing time, woke up, hmm. kind of an alien abduction kind of thing. But then, not an alien abduction type. This is not, but it's one of those missing times. You know, I let you know. I when I answered the door, it was nine thirty. When I, the next thought that I had. I realized it was two in the morning, and somehow I was in my bed. Hmm. Those kind of things. And then they get extremely sick. They go to the doctor, and they're like, you've been exposed to some sort of radiation. But, I'm again, I did not research that avenue. If you are interested in that and you have seen any of that, please leave us some comments on any of our social media pages and continue this. More than likely, we can possibly go back and do a... A micro brew episode on that side of it, if there is some interest in it. Mm-hmm. There, it was another anonymous report about an encounter on a road in Utah. It said a man had taken, had gotten sleepy, going uh, home, and had stopped, pulled over on the side of the road, basically to take a power nap. And all of a sudden, the same type of thing happened. There's a knock on his window, cracks the window. He said this time they were the two kids were wearing strange clothing, and they had the same old-fashioned bowl haircuts. Like children of the corn. Yeah, yeah. And he said that uh, he asked, "Can I help you?" And and the leading child said yes, and uh, that he. I, we need to get in your car, and you need to give us a ride to town. He said, and same thing, he's enveloped with an awful fear, terror, paralysis. His mind screamed to just roll the window up and drive away, but his body refused to obey. He said the children appeared to be amused as he struggled to get his hand away from the window again to try to roll down the window again. Mm-hmm. He said this time, in this case... When the boy that was speaking smiled, he revealed that he had metallic teeth. Yeah. And I guess when he broke his gaze and looked at his teeth, he realized his hand was going for the door lock. He jerked it back, and it kind of broke the spell. And he said that he had already rolled the window down unintentionally a little bit, and the kid had grabbed his sleeve. Hmm. The man says that somehow he jerks his arm away about the same instance he starts the car. He said as he dumps it in drive and looks up, 
the kid now is standing in front of the car. He says as he goes to put his foot on the accelerator, the kid slams his fist on the hood, and the man is so consumed with fear, he didn't care. He was running over him because he knew this wasn't really a, a boy. And he said there wasn't a thump, there wasn't nothing, kind of like he, you know, he didn't, the boy wasn't really there. He said that as he's peeling off, getting back onto the road, he looks in the rearview mirror. He said, and the kid kind of is standing behind the car, kind of just dusting his sleeves off like he had been knocked down. He said, but there was no damage to his car or nothing. Hmm. And again, fuck that. Fuck that. You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not really wanting to encounter one of these things. No. Now, going home tonight, if I see a kid walking down the side of the road, I'm going to be like, blinders, I'm not looking, making eye contact. <laughs> Teenage kid, nothing. Now, there are some theories about black-eyed kids, but we won't get into those until later. They Now, these stories, they're all... A lot of them are prevalent in America. There are some that are said to have occurred in England. Mm-hmm. There was a case in uh, England. It was called the, I think, the uh, Canic Chase case in the West Midlands of Stratfordshire. Stratfordshire. Yes. And this is kind of centered around an area where three schoolgirls were murdered in the 60s. A mother is picnicking in the area with her daughter. They hear a child calling for help, so they ran towards the cries, but they couldn't find anybody. Looked around, couldn't find anybody. So they try to catch their breath, and as they turn around, there's a little girl standing right in front of them with both her hands over her eyes that appeared to be around 10 years old. Said the woman asked her if she was all right, and when she removed her hands from her eyes her eyes were completely black she said it startled the woman she stepped away quickly grabbed her daughter's arm and when she looked back there was nobody there i'm here to tell you man if if you're a child out there and you have like black contacts that's a good way for your ass to get beat down (laughs) that's what i'm saying don't wear that shit around me because after this i'm just straight up just popping you yeah (laughs) you're getting popped right in the nose now, there are probably, I guess, we'll touch on some of the more prevalent cases. They state that this is a photo of a real black-eyed kid, and I, this still just looks like it's been doctored, but we'll, see. it's on the Thought Catalog article. Oh. Uh, there's, a couple of ar- there's a couple of encounters with people in a public place but then all of a sudden they kind of like turn the corner and there's nobody really there and then the kids there but there are some facts that are kind of like coach had stated that are kind of prevalent in all these stories um one of them is the black-eyed kids will look normal but they are between the ages of six and 16 with real pale skin completely black eyes the feeling of uneasiness and i wouldn't even say that it's a feeling of a slow terror building in you is what a lot of them state that they see or they feel when they see one of these black-eyed children a lot of people report that 
they have talents for feet or other demonic attributes. Kind of yeah, like that's just that's a rare though. That's not the yeah. most prevalent. I was gonna say that I've the only thing I had seen about that was this one one story. I don't see where that's a lot of facts yeah. about them. What's that, very strange to me is the fact that there are no pictures. There's no credible pictures. There's no sort of documentation of any kind no video evidence no security footage no no pictures and but when you look up stuff on the internet and the google everything you find you can clearly tell is just photoshop fake you know yeah like even some of the most even some of the fakest things you've ever seen have more convincing photographs than what they are purported as evidence for these children. So there's literally nothing. There's not even to tell me that these things happen. Well, there's that one in public. There's a there's one video of like a trigger treater. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. I don't know if I could even find it. I'll try to, but there's supposedly it's like a trigger treater, a like tr- doorbell uh, camera where this kid comes up and he's not really wearing a a a costume he just keeps asking to come in to come in and for some reason the guy i guess has that sense of dread come over him and he's like "Uh uh-uh i'm not letting these fuckers in Uh, a lot of the theories state that people after they have had encounters with them feel like that either these kids are some sort of energy vampire true vampire some sort of alien or some sort of demonic entity. Well, it doesn't make any real sense, though. The little, the rule of uh, they have to get your permission to come in. What I mean, why would an alien or a van? What, what, what? Why is there that stipulation to them? Why is it you can't? We can't come in unless you let us in. That would, for to me, would seem more demonic. Maybe there's some sort of. I don't know. I have no idea. But why the fuck would an alien? Yeah, I don't get that. Yeah, why the fuck would an alien have that caveat? I mean, that's just dumb. And we'll touch on. I'll, since we're talking about the "you must let me in" kind of situation, you know, there's another story, and this was dated March seventeenth, two thousand eight. Uh, this person states that they had their one and only encounter with a black-eyed kid. Basically, they had never heard of black-eyed kids before this. Said that he this encounter occurred when the author was 12, and he was sitting in a Chevy pickup truck waiting for his mom to get finished with her haircut. He said about 15 minutes had passed, and he saw some kid walking back and forth along the sidewalk in front of the truck. He states that he thought he had recognized him as one of his friends from school, so he bangs on the front of the windshield thinking, hey, it's, you know, so-and-so. But then the child looks at him, and he says that as soon as he looks at him, he realizes it's nobody he's ever seen before, and all of a sudden, like you said, this overwhelming sense of fear comes over him says that the boy walks over to the side of the car slash truck and just stares at him. And he said that he starts to freak the fuck out. And he said the boy whispers to him, you must let me in. And that's when he reaches over and locks the doors. 
duck down into the space between the seat and the glove box. And basically the next thing he knows, his mama's getting into the truck and said that a boy had come into the hairdresser's shop asking for the keys to her truck and that she must give him the keys to her truck. Hmm. And she refused. Again. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm out. Like, no, I'm good, man. I just, mm-mm. Mm-mm. And just the fact that if you do encounter one of these kids and you do decide to kick the shit out of them, people that see that aren't going to understand. <laughs> He's curb stomping a six-year-old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. What was that? <laughs> no, he's a demon, man. I'm telling you. You got to believe me. <laughs> like, he tried to... He showed me his metal teeth. Yeah, he has metal teeth. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... Now, there are a couple of instances of these kids, you know, kind of showing themselves around Halloween, I guess. But that... If a black-eyed kid shows up on Halloween, that would be the most freaky-ass situation ever. You're expecting kids with, you know, goblins and ghouls, and all of a sudden this little fucker with a bowl haircut shows up, solid black eyes. You know, and a lot of them are, can we just come into your house and use the phone is another ploy that they use. And that was, I think, one of the more prevalent stories and it's called the Midnight Caller. And this lady states that she woke up to her dog, Lucy, barking in the middle of the night. Oof. And she had a 22-month-old daughter. And she gets up and looks out the door and sees a stranger that was rummaging around outside. And then she says she lets the dog out for some reason. And the dog starts freaking out, runs back inside. She goes to the door to show the dog that there's really nothing to be concerned about. And she gets this overwhelming sense of fear. And so she's trying to play it off like, look, goofball, there's nothing out there. All of a sudden, the dog gets real, real angry, a violent growl, something that she has never heard come out of the dog before. She looks back outside for some reason she said and she sees two children hmm. one was a little bit shorter than her which she states that she's five foot five and this one looked to be 16 or 17 real slender real pale the hair was a real light shade of blonde had real blunt bangs that covered most of her eyes. She had on jeans, a light wash, stone wash, I guess. Um, and then she had on some kind of hoodie. She held the hand of a smaller girl that looked to be three or four. But this girl had the same jeans on, but she had like an old-timey button-down cardigan. And no she's, idea what that is. It's a sweater. <laughs> Damn. Killing me over here. Said the smaller one just kept looking at the floor and she had a small stuffed toy under her arm. The other arm. She's holding on to her, what appears to be her older sister. 
she said again, this overwhelming sense of dread and fear washed over her. She said if it hadn't have been for that overwhelming sense of fear, she probably would have asked the children to come in because it was really cold that night. And said the older one starts to speak and had a real mature voice, confident and strong, but didn't have an accent. And said, we have to use your phone. And the lady says, I'm sorry, I can't let you in. And said to let the older one starts to get more forceful with her voice. Our mother is worried we have to use your phone. Hmm. Again, fuck you. <laughs> it ain't happening. Said the lady, she steps even closer to the door. Just let us in. We have to use your phone. She said at first she appeared to be polite, but by the third you know, order of using the phone, she has gotten real forceful. And again, this lady states that there's like some kind of uncontrollable thing. She catches herself reaching towards the deadbolt to undeadbolt the door to let them in. And so that's something else that's kind of, you know, they all kind of like catch themselves about to let them in. Mm-hmm. And again, that's another, mm-mm, no, ain't happening. No. Well, I have a few incidents from, uh, is that is that all of that? I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. Okay. That was it. Uh, I have a few incidents. I got from a website called Thought Catalog I was going to share with you. This is a, that's a really good website. It is. If they you, have a lot you, of if stuff. If you are a reader, excellent. Go for it. Any, and they have anything. I mean, self-improvement, yeah. health tips. Good new website. Yeah. As we like to look at the fucked up side of thought catalog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of that too. So, all right. This one is a, uh, they said, this is just user submitted stories. So they said, this incident took place 13 years ago. I had just moved to a new city with my wife and we were a small town newlyweds from the Midwest. We moved cross country to one of the biggest cities in the Southwest. Being naive to a new city living, I habitually answered the door without a second thought and never again after this. The first thing that should have tipped me off to the peculiarity of the situation was the fact that someone was knocking at 6 in the morning. Second thing that should have dawned on me is that this kid had to reach over a rather tall patio gate to unlatch it and open it. The knock on the door was startling. My wife and I were getting ready for work, pretty normal routine. The moment I opened the door, I was overtaken with an inexplicable sense of fear. Same M.O. To this day, I can picture him. Teenager, average height, average build, knee-length, black leather coat, short black hair, and sunglasses. The sunglasses at 6 a.m. struck me as odd, and even more odd, he was eating an apple. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's odd, but okay. Out of fucking nowhere. Uh, well, the apple does get a little strange in just one second. So, He was very polite and asked if he could come in and warm up. I said no, closed the door, and slid the security chain into its place. A moment later, another knock. I opened the, the now chain door, and before I could speak, he asked again if he could come in and warm up. No, I reply, and attempted to close the door. Before the door could shut, he put his hand out, stopping the door on its hinges. He looked directly into my eyes, still wearing his sunglasses, and said, Can I at least get some ketchup? for my apple fuck you that right there should tell you that they're not from this world fuck that i reply <laughs> i'll be a little confused get the hell out of here my wife is calling the police he takes a moment to let this information sink in lowers his glasses revealing eyes as black as obsidian and says no you won't be calling anybody 
At that moment, I force the door closed, lock it, and call out to my wife. She is scared shitless hiding in the bedroom. All jacked up on adrenaline. I rip the curtains back to look out the window. Next to the door, he's gone. Absolutely no trace of him. I go out on the patio to check the gate. It's still latched from the inside. That was fucked up, I think to myself, and as I turn to enter the house, I notice a half-eaten apple lying on the ground. So. No. No. Mm -mm. Ain't happening. (laughs) Fuck you, fuck this. I'm out. Peace out, y'all. Like, I'm just here to tell you, our, our dear, dear listeners have not had the pleasure of meeting my wife, but there is no hiding in the bathroom for my wife. If someone knocks on my door, at six in the morning, my wife's gonna have our shotgun. She's gonna be hiding right behind the wall as I answer the door with that shotgun in her hand. And as soon as she knows something needs to be done, she's gonna get after it. You're gonna hear that and it's gonna be on. You're gonna be picking some buckshot out of your eyes. My wife is a certified badass and she ain't she gonna is. she don't play. She don't. She so, scares, she still scares me. <laughs> but Sweet as pie. Until she ain't. That's right. Uh, so, and then you know it. All right, here's here's another one. I live in a big city in southern British Columbia. I had just gotten home from The Conjuring. <laughs> well, there's your fucking problem. Yeah. You went to see The Conjuring, yeah, you dumb see, bastard. So this is scary <laughs> shit, I'm telling you. So I was lurking on the uh, slash r slash creepy on Reddit, and I heard a knock on the door. I walk over confused because I live alone and I'm a recluse. As I approached the door, I felt pure terror. Same M.O. The feeling you get when you feel like death is imminent or you're facing your biggest fear. When I opened the door, I was shaking madly. I was staring into the face of a 6'3 teenage girl. She was still about four inches shorter than me, but I felt like I was about to faint. She asked if she could, quote, enter the premises, end quote. Well, you can't let them in if they talk like that. Because her mom had left town and she lost her keys. She claimed she needed a couch to sleep on and was cold. I blinked and I screamed bloody murder, slamming the door in her face. I ran to my room and grabbed my revolver. I sat in the recliner facing the door until I dozed off. When I woke up, I looked outside and she was gone. But the word, soon, was scratched weakly into the door. Fuck that. Hell to the no. To the, to the no, 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 no. There was a Reddit story that I've got, and it is what happened to my friend. It says, so a month ago, my friend was talking to me about these creepy-ass kids that were hanging around his house. He seemed scared like he was about to shit his pants, and he doesn't scare easily. He said they always wanted to use his phone and wanted to come in, but he always said no. A week ago, he told me he was going to let them in, and I didn't really give it any attention. But he's been missing ever since, and I've gone over to his house, but it's empty, and his cell phone number isn't going through. Does anyone know what happened to him? I've heard about these black-eyed kids just now, and I don't know what they do. Is he alive? Please help. I'm (laughs) seriously freaked the fuck out. No. So here's another one. Um says, let me tell you a little bit about myself. I'm in my early 20s. I just moved into this apartment and I tend to live in a very private life. I don't even have a Facebook account. I work during the day at a grocery store. Okay, so I'm walking up my flight of steps to get to my apartment. And I hear these kids laughing. And then I heard whispering. 
Never a good sign. Mm-mm. It was kind of late, so I thought this was weird, but I ignored it and walked into my apartment. I live on the third floor. I was getting ready to open my balcony door, and it was really muggy in my apartment because it was really muggy in my apartment. I walk over to the door and I pull my blinds, and there's two kids are fucking staring back at me. <laughs> I screamed and backed away, smashing my leg into the table. They were both in blue jeans, and the oldest, I, I guess because he was taller, had on a green shirt with white stripes, and the younger one had on a button-up light blue shirt. The oldest one touched my sliding door said, hey, miss, can you let us in? The younger one just kept looking around. I still just stared at them. Finally, I was able to say, how'd you get on my balcony? I walked to the door and noticed how excited the older one got. He moved closer to to my entrance and said, can you let us in? I wasn't thinking, and I unlocked the door. And when I looked up, their eyes, you you their eyes, you guys, their eyes were black. Their entire eye. I quick locked the door and I told them I had to call the police because my door was jammed and I couldn't unlock the door. So I called the police and the oldest boy pleaded with me the entire time to let them in. The police arrived about an hour ago. They came in and walked to my balcony. When they opened my balcony door, nothing was there. They looked down and saw two children. They were running in the parking lot away from the building. They took a report and said that they had to have helped getting up there. And they would question the neighbors. I'm freaking out. I'm crying. I don't want to stay here. But then again, I don't feel safe going outside right now. Mm-mm. Man. Nope. If these stories are in fact true, that's some fucked up shit, man. Like, no. You, you want to talk about nightmare fuel. Yeah, I'm like her. I'm not staying in that goddamn apartment. Even, even if it is on the third floor. No. Well, I mean, clearly they can get up there. Yeah. <laughs> I would be getting a police escort and going somewhere the fuck away from there. So, so we could keep going and keep going about these cases, but every case, as weird as they are, is going to be the same, same general encounter. They're going to ask you for something. They're going to want something from you. They want permission to come inside. They want permission to do something. And you're going to be fucking scared shitless. And it's just going to be an overall strange situation. But the question remains. Questions rather. Is this legit? Are they real? If they're real. What the fuck are they? Are they. Are they just kids playing pranks? Are they demons? Well, I mean. What, what is going on? And there's theories upon theories out there about. Some theories I've seen tie them to similar entities of the men in black. Mm-hmm. That they are almost like a glitch in the matrix. They're trying to hold this, I guess, persona that they're trying to put forth. And so it's, you know, draining on the person that's having the encounter. But at the same time, it's draining on the, quote, black eyed kids. Uh you know, I, I'm with you on this one. Let's just go back to, there's probably, what do you say, a couple of hundred encounters, and they're starting to get more and more. This is becoming a worldwide phenomenon. I know I touched on the fact that earlier that it was more prevalent in the U.S., and then there was a couple of cases in the U.K., but supposedly since 2014, they're starting to pop up even more and more worldwide. I just... 
I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like you go to alien encounters, UFOs, or Bigfoot. If 5% of them are true, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. You know, and, and you touched on the fact of why is there not, you know, some kind of security camera footage, um, and we know how shitty they can be, but at the same time, some kind of, you know, grainy security footage, a, a blurry photo, you know, a kid. Yeah, you would think there's some, some there would be some kind something. Of vi- yeah, some kind of evidence of a child in a situation that's just not right. Uh, again, I just, oh, I don't know. I have no idea. But again, you know, if you want to read more and more of these, there's plenty of YouTube videos out there about them. There's a whole Reddit thread that uh, if you just type in Black Eyed Kids in Reddit, it comes up with a lot of those videos that I touched on earlier. They are just fucked up. And I, and I think the the Reddit sub post, I guess is what you would call it, is uh, r backslash Black Eyed Kids stories. And there are pages upon pages and videos upon videos upon videos upon videos you know and some of those are the ones about they've let them in they can't they're now real sick again you know it's just fucked up and we didn't keep a tally of the what the fuck but just go back to every story we talked about and you could put them about three per story it's like a choose your own adventure yeah insert, <laughs> insert a what the fuck wherever you feel like it insert, insert your own what the fucks but you know, I've read I, during my research. A lot of people were just chalking this up to creepypasta. You know, just just made up stories that people just entertainment trying to freak people out. Which you know, a good bit of these probably are, but that doesn't. What about the story in the newspaper, the the original post? What what happened there? Why would he put that in the newspaper as a factual story? Putting his uh, reputation on the line. Why would he do that if it was just bullshit? You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Why do it? I, I think that one has a lot of credibility to it. Yeah, the I think the fact that he printed that he printed it. He's not shot away from still talking about it. He states in that article that I referenced that we'll put on our social media that he did go through a little bit of. Uh, time where he was like fuck it i'm I'm tired of talking about this and then he kind of just embraced it like you know hell i'm just gonna talk about it i'm not ashamed of it i'm gonna stand by my story i think that goes a long way you know he's not shied away from the public he's never he's never changed his story and so i'm like you i think that is a credible sighting slash encounter and it was uh again if you want to look at one of the Older episodes of Monsters and Mysteries in America. That's the name of it. Yeah. You on the, figured it out. On the Travel Channel, they replay all of the Destination America stuff. But I'm sure you can Google Monsters and Mysteries in America slash Black Eyed Kids, and they'll come up with that little thing. And you can actually see, you know, his, his story. He recounts it, and they kind of do a, a dramatization of it. You know, it's just it's crazy. If any of our listeners have had an encounter, we would love to hear your encounter again you know this is something that we can come back to in a micro bruise episode and touch on the what oh. happens when they let them in oh, if we get a story i assure you we will be talking about it in yes. some manner this is just an open-ended question i feel like with this this 
topic that we touched on today. I want to, uh, all right, so we'll go ahead and tackle this. We've kind of skated around it now is our theories and I'll kick us off on what I think's going on. I think I'll just go ahead and I think there's some kind of tie to the the men in black. Not that it's the same kind of thing where they they but target UFO encounter people, but well, it's it's one of the it's it's along the same I guess my theory would be that it's along the same kind of lines of a men in black are this is not something from this world i don't think they are demonic hmm. in the sense of uh, a specter ghost kind of demonic i think they have some demonic tendencies i guess as you would say well um but if they're men in black related i mean why, why what's the point why, what is the encounter why are they children men in blacks hiring kids well i think the children <laughs> thing would be you know if you're if you're in this is so out there, but I'll just go ahead and hell we rick you know we use space lettuce as our beer of the week. So, <laughs> um, I think children are more disarming than a, a some pale skin, six foot tall guy with a black suit. I think you know you have a better tendency of letting your guard down with the child, but that overwhelming sense of dread is what's tipping everyone off. Yeah, that's my two cents. And like they always say, everybody's got an opinion, and mine's probably stinky. <laughs> I definitely know that's true. <laughs> so, Coach, what's your theory? Well, given given excluding the very first story, I think the vast majority of these are simply made up. I really do think that. I think it's mostly a creepypasta that people have jumped on and – uh really uh ran away with it you know i can't explain the first sighting and even even with that if all of these are made up except for that one then what the fuck happened that one time well who were they what what? so though i do think the vast majority of them are made up i don't have an explanation for the first one or others that may be legitimate. I was going to say it almost ties into like almost like a Project Blue Book thing where, you know, they you could document. You probably could, if someone researched it hard and had a, enough money to research it well, you would probably disprove, like I said, 90% of them. But there's going to be a, a percentage of them that you can't explain that are, these are legitimate salt-of-the-earth people that have no ulterior motives in bringing these stories forward. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you know, what the fuck is going on mm, uh, it's to me the fact that they're they they they, they state we can't enter unless, unless you ask us that for whatever reason points towards demonic to me but i'm not really a uh, person that believes in demons so i believe in the possibility though so that's the best explanation why else would they for whatever reason that just makes sense to me, the fact that they need permission to come in. Don't know why, don't have an explanation of why I feel that way, but I do. So, why, they, why would an alien give a shit if they have permission to go in or not? True. The other thing that I go back to is, if it is true, they they need to come up with a better ruse. Yeah, I mean, seriously. <laughs> I need to go see a movie that just ended. <laughs> My mama locked my, my, I lost my keys. My mama was worried about me. Yeah, I'm a big Sub-Zero fan, so I got to go see this movie. Like, you got to let me in. <laughs> <laughs> One 
Wasn't Jean Claude Van Damme in that one? No, that he was in Street Fighter. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. My bad. <laughs> Recommendations of the week, and I'll kick us off this time. Uh, I recommend just doing your own research on this topic. Um, again, I want to reiterate the fact that if you have had an encounter or you know someone that has had an encounter, and I'm not talking about my cousin's roommate twice removed back in college in 76. No, I'm talking about if you've had an encounter or you personally know someone inside your your circle of friends that's had an encounter, please let us know. You know, we'd love to hear from you. Oh, we'll definitely give you some premium premium radio time. Oh, premium. <laughs> premium. We I would like to... To give a shout out, we have reached our hundredth Instagram follower. We blew up in two weeks on Instagram. Damn man, um, we still got 115 on Twitter, but no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. You still kicking my ass. <laughs> and our hundredth follower is the Bitches Be Like podcast. <laughs> damn, bitches be like it. Yeah, the bitches be like that sometimes. But they are uh, a true crime podcast that covers everything true crime. Uh, give them a check out. They are two ladies that do that podcast, and they are on both of them are on Instagram. Their uh, podcast Instagram is at BBL Podcast Girls. Their individual Instagrams are at Marley F Baby mm. and at C underscore Mary Jane. They have a Linktree account. Linktree backslash bitches be like underscore podcast i do love their name and they i will be sassy they do i'm, I'm gonna start giving them a, a listen and we'll, we'll get back to them they they publish like we do on tuesdays we are at uh a small milestone for our our little two dollars no we're up to four dollars nice. on radio public but also when, how much is it, how much we gotta get a hundred yeah that's where they pay us uh, yeah uh we gotta make it worth printing the check yeah <laughs> We have reached a milestone. We have had over 3,500 total listens That's since nice. we started in 17 episodes. Nice. We are on a constant, um, about 125 subscribers, and that fluctuates from week to week. We either go up a little bit or go down, but we're we're constant around 125 subscribers. And uh, we really appreciate the fact that y'all are showing us a little bit of love out there. I think we're getting a little bit of a, a hold and, and getting a little more publicity. Yeah, man, I think it's going well. Uh, people have been pretty pretty positive in general. I love constructive feedback, and they've been giving it giving us that too. That's why we, you know, we've changed some things, hopefully for the better. So any suggestion or any criticism will be welcomed. That's right, and to take a page out of the True Crime Garage, you know, and one of your sayings, Tell a friend, tell a family member, tell a wrestler. Yeah. Get us out there. Tell a friend, tell a phone, tell a wrestler. Uh, uh, my recommendation if, is I usually, rec- you know, I usually recommend a YouTube page. I'm actually going to recommend a specific YouTube video that I sent you earlier this week. It's uh, the great, the very first episode, the very first um, person I recommended is a man runs a page called That Chapter. It's very good. Very good. Um awesome videos um but he released one earlier this week on tuesday and it's unsolved cold cases with updates 2019 
that video blew my mind some of the updates and specifically he does about 15 10 15 or so updates but one specific one about two or three minutes in is the second one is and the andrew gosden update was crazy i'll have to crazy oh i sent it to you on tuesday at 10 25 i'm sorry and you haven't let one well i will in my defense i've had training i've I've worked 13 hour days wednesday thursday and then today i had a lovely good old nine hour training on a fucking friday (laughs) nice if you're not familiar with andrew gosden he was a british uh british child that uh, suddenly went from his small hometown, hopped on a train, went to London. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And was never seen again. He's on surveillance video getting off the train. But there's an update to him. And, man, I'm not going to spoil it, but go on there. From If you're not familiar with that case, just look up Andrew Gosden, watch a little video on him, and then watch this video. It's crazy. It's crazy. So that's my recommendation. And that guy's awesome. Uh, he's a... He's a Twitter follower, so excellent, <laughs> excellent. Um, if you are into the craft beer scene, uh, there are two ladies that follow us on Instagram called Crafty Beer Moms. They're out of Maine. They are hilarious. Man, I went to Maine last summer, and there are some definitely good craft beers up there. They are. I mean, these ladies have yet to uh, repeat themselves with all the craft beer they have been publicizing, and they they really have a good time with it. They are just you know, two moms out there having a good time showing some craft you beer. You gotta love. love women that drink beer, man. You just gotta love that. Yes, they they really really do enjoy themselves. So shout out to them. My poor wife, she hates beer, but man, she has been to over a hundred breweries <laughs> like a trooper. And to her credit, we tried we tried for years to find something she liked, but no, not once. She has tried over a thousand beers in her lifetime and hated every damn one of them. (laughs) Uh, We have not been able to procure because we can't get there, but, uh, and we've not given them a shout out in a while because we kind of like pounded that nail into the floor, but (laughs) Bearded Iris did come out with a stout that is supposed to be similar to a Samoa cookie. If any of our listeners out there would like to uh, send us one, I would be dying to try it. It is supposed to have some dark chocolate overtones with coconut hints. You do know I'm competing in Nashville tomorrow. I know, but the last time you was in Nashville, you kind of like couldn't get over there because you was on the wrong side of town, and I don't blame you. But it, you know, I got a fifty. Well, that was different. I'm that was I was competing at night. That was a super fight. This one's a tournament. I'm competing during the day. Okay. So we may be able to make it over there. You procure uh, anything from them, you just bring it on back to the basement. (laughs) But with that said, Coach, you got anything else? No, man, I'm good. Excellent, excellent. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, deuces.